We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks from KCSN, which features three shows each week in Border War, hosted by former Jayhawks guard Jeff Hawkins and Mizzou forward Jarrett Sutton. Ain't No Seats with Ryan Reinhardt, Anthony Bax, and Braden Turner, and Booth Review, covering Jayhawks football with Kent Swanson and weekly special guests. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. Stay up to date on all things KU with KCSN. And now, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks. All right, folks, there is more options to do banking now more than ever. Who you work with is more important than how close they are to your home. Emprise Bank, we talk about them all the time. They are a presenting sponsor. Emprise has digital banking that meets you where you are, on your phone, on your computer, or even your smartwatch. A trusted partner at your fingertips. Shout out, Emprise Bank. We appreciate them and, and, and love them. But... Let's get into the episode, boys. We got a fun one today because I think for the first time, maybe not first time, but it's been a really good three-week stretch for the Kansas basketball Jayhawks. And we may talk a little football later, but we may reserve that for next week. But we got to talk this KU-Indiana game because it really was, I expected a close one. I expected it to be one of those not classic, but just one of those Allen Fieldhouse games where the the opposing crowd showed up, and we'll talk a little more about that. But, like, I really felt like it was going to be a really, really close, good game. I felt like we were a bad matchup. Again, like, I felt like they were a tough matchup for us. Um, but, man, we came out swinging, knocked them out, knocked them down early, and they never really recovered. It was just an extremely fun 40 minutes of basketball where we really never had to stress. Um, and... I think Jeff Goodman, our guy Jeff Goodman, we like to make fun. Likes the Hawks. But he tweeted, hey, I've seen enough. This Kansas team can repeat. And I do think these last couple weeks have, for the first time, started to open my eyes and say, hey, it can be done. So, uh, V-Turn, I guess I'll start with you. Where? What were your initial reactions from the game Saturday? Where are you at with this team um, do we need to slow down, temper expectations, or are we are we fair to be as juiced as we are following this three three game stretch? I think we should be as juiced as possible, and I think we were a little a little skeptical of the Mizzou performance. We played insanely well on both ends, and we weren't sure how good Mizzou was. They were nine and zero, but they hadn't played anyone. We go in there, win by thirty. Talked about how they dropped us in the polls, which was crazy. I don't know if that motivated them against Indiana, but yeah. Trace Jackson Davis, one of the best players in the country. I expected it to be a good game. And if you tell me before the game that Jalen Wilson was going to be Jalen Wilson, not only one of the best scorers, not only the best scorer on the team, but one of the best in the country was four of 18. I would have said it's going to be a Tennessee. It'd be Tennessee all over again. We'd probably get blown out. Um, But the fact that we won by 22 at the field house and our best player was four of 18 is insane to me. Um, I've said it last week. We have one of the, he might be the best facilitator in the country in Dewan Harris. You got three really good scores around him and then a guy that's really shown how good he could be and his potential in KJ Adams over the last two games. So, yeah, I think I feel really good about this team and I think they're as good as anyone in the country. And I don't think, I don't know why anyone would argue that at this point. 
I love picturing AB at home every time KJ Adams scores, just going nuts. Just like, just being like, I said that. I said he'd be the guy. <laughs> like, That's you what are, I do every time. I mean, it's it's still really, really hard. And, and I mean, we don't have to get into all the details of the five position because it's it's been kind of, to me, an exhausting topic. But <laughs> it is great. I mean, KJ Adams is a sophomore that did not play a ton of minutes last year. I mean, he came in, he played defense. But to see how quickly he's taken a step forward this year is, is super exciting. But the thing that kind of stood out to me is it felt like, like I said at the beginning of this episode, Trace Jackson Davis was going to be a night was supposed to be a nightmare matchup for him. And that was supposed to be the game where it's like, okay, this is where your glaring weakness shows up. KJ can't, you can't play a six, seven center against this type of center. Um, and I remember turning to my dad while we were sitting there in Allen Fieldhouse and I'm like, when's the last time Jackson Davis touched the ball? Like, I don't know if it was a, our scheme. I don't know if it was KJ completely, but it was crazy how early in that game he was just non-existent and allowed us to to get out to that lead and never really never really look back. So I mean I'm I'm starting to I've I've been saying all year I don't think we can make a final four win a natty with KJ at the five, but like how sick would it be if Bill can you know Bill went from the high low guy playing two bigs then he transitions to four guards last year, four round one. What if he just ran it back and ran five guards and we end up winning the then winning the Natty? Would that be uh would that solidify him as like a top three coach of all time, A B? Yeah, I mean it would have to. How many coaches have three championships, I guess, and then back to back is I mean, you could go back to Wooden, I guess, but it's like Billy Donovan and that's it in this era. Unless I'm yeah, just forgetting someone. Yeah. But I mean, Billy, yeah. does Billy Donovan have three titles? He does have three titles, doesn't he? I think two, right? It- no, I mean, I meant, I meant, I meant back to oh, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. teams to go back to back since like the UCLA Wooden days. Like, how many have there actually been? Is it literally just yeah. Florida? Um, so yeah, you went back to back to get your third overall championship. Like, that's gonna put you toward the top of a lot of lists. So I, I full blown well, agree yeah. with you, and it'll put him in the conversation with your guy, Coach K. Obviously, Coach K has more, but you know, you get two, maybe you get a fourth down the road, and then it's kind of like a discussion at least, which would be fun for yeah. us and our Twitter fingers that we love to spout off every evening. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's more so what I love about what we're seeing is I think there was a stretch from like, I don't know, what was it, 2013 to 20 you know, 17, where we struggled to make Final Fours, we were losing the Elite Eight. I don't know. It felt like people were starting to maybe say Bill was too stubborn, right? People were mad Cliff Alexander wasn't getting more minutes, and people were mad that that uh, Check the Aloe wasn't getting more minutes. And like there was, it felt like there was this this stress that Bill wasn't willing to adapt, which is what Kentucky fans are going through now. But then you look at where we've come and the fact that we're starting KJ Adams at the five and it's working, and Bill's letting it happen. Like, it is crazy how he's kind of just loosened up, and I think it's almost, in a way, made him better. Like, I don't know if if he just opened up to that. I don't know if uh, the staff got in his ear, but it is crazy to think how different these KU teams look than the way they looked even, shoot, six years ago when we were playing Perry and Landon Lucas together. So, I don't know. Bill's just – He's on quite the heater right now, and I'm, I'm yeah. excited. <clears throat> and that's going. that's why I wanted to talk about him in depth because he's just he's unbelievable, man. And I talked about it Saturday to my friends. Like <clears throat> it's insane how obviously we've had some teams that aren't as good as other teams defensively, but he finds a way to get his teams to buy in defensively every single year, no matter what. At yeah. some point, they Tennessee obviously didn't score a ton of points um, in Bahamas, but early in the year we were not very good defensively. Tennessee had a ton of wide open looks in that championship game in the Bahamas. They get back from the Bahamas and they're just so good defensively. Seton Hall couldn't do much. Um, Obviously Indiana on Saturday and it shows Bill Self's prep. You got one player you need to stop. Obviously Indiana has a ton of talent. They have a guy that coached in the NBA, but shows you how good Bill is just from a preparation standpoint, getting his guys to buy in, getting to do certain things, but Bill Self's the best. And like you said, he's, he's winning playing different styles. Like he can adjust, he can adapt. He is stubborn no matter what, but 
I've not taken any coach in the country over him, and it's just crazy how how much better they've progressed defensively, but how much I think they're going to get even better throughout the year defensively because we have the personnel to do it. Even KJ at the five, who he's that's yeah. at, we know how big of a how much of a freak he is athletically. So mm-hmm. him, Dewan, Kevin McCuller, Grady. Did you see Grady playing defense on Saturday? Grady yeah. was awesome defensively, and he had kind of sucked all year. And yeah. they got him bought I, in. So I said this Saturday, and maybe it just felt like it, but I felt like we intercepted more passes, like cross court passes and and fast break passes than like ever. Like I would love somebody to run the stats on that and just talk about like Kevin McCuller's so good at that. Dewan's obviously good at that. Um but it was and KJ's good at it. But like it's crazy. I don't know if it was just Indiana being bad or it is exciting, kind of like you said, that we've just got guys that are so bought in defensively. And this is normally the time of the year where Bill Self's calling us soft, saying we don't guard. I'm sure we're going to have a game where we suck and Twitter melts down again. But, A.B., I think maybe me and you talked about this. Doesn't it feel like this team – it's weird to say this. This team is like ahead of schedule or like almost playing better right now than last year's team was playing at this point. Mm-hmm. Like. Isn't that very fair to say? I know last year's team had, you know, we looked really good against Michigan State, but we lose to Dayton. Can't really remember what happened after that, but can't remember the rest of our non-con. But I don't know. It it feels like this team is maybe playing at a higher level than last year's team was heading into Christmas break or whatever. Which is crazy. You said ahead of schedule compared to last year's team, but just like in terms of our thoughts going into this year, Grady's been, for the most part, awesome from the jump. Like, he has his moments where he disappears. But, God, dude, he's – I dude, it's And so I've come to expect this. Like, like, with Bill Self freshman, it just usually takes some time. And that's kind of yeah. what I was expecting with him, especially with how he – I mean, he just looks kind of like a goofy, lanky kid. And then he goes out there, and he's, like, the best player on the court half the time he's out there. Um, yeah. So his immediate success on top of – KJ improving and Dewan improving and Jalen improving. It's just like, I didn't expect to see this until late February, like going into big 12 tournament, something like that mm-hmm. to see it before yeah. Christmas is like mind blowing to me. And like, is McCuller sneaky, the best transfer that didn't have to sit out a year we've ever had. Like, I know we haven't had a ton of those, but like Tark black, he had his struggles. He defensively, he was always in foul trouble. Cause I just don't think he could, you know, uh, Isaiah Moss was fine, but McCuller's definitely playing at a higher level than Isaiah Moss. Uh, well, no, someone helped us win a national title last year, but he wasn't Remy good all Martin, year. But McCuller's ahead of Remy Martin. Yeah. Like, I'm. that's kind of my point is, like, McCuller and, to A.B.'s point, Grady Dick have both just kind of been planted into our lineups where you normally see growing pains and, and a weight where you don't see the immediate impact where those dudes have both – had huge impact so far. McCuller gets better every game, I feel like. And that's super exciting because I do think he is his offense is a big factor on what this team can do in March too. If he's not scoring, I think we are going to struggle in a lot of games. But he's been scoring. So uh it's exciting. Um can I bring this up while we're talking about March just for a sec? Yes. So yes, I texted please. you, Rye, Brayden, I don't think I told you, so I'm gonna ask you as a question. What is the last defending national champion to get past the sweet 16 like which team did that last i can't even remember who you said it's crazy and it's concerning boys is it, it's, that much. it pretty does it go pretty far back it, yeah do you want me to tell you or you just want to guess um i'm trying to even think of the previous national champions i uh okay let's think about this Almost it's just it's bizarre because i remember hearing people talk about last year when baylor lost in the second round that there was like a crazy trend of defending champions losing in the uh, second round the following year um, is it is it is it oh four is it oh four yukon no it's florida when they went back to back <laughs> Oh. Isn't that insane? Since bef- <laughs> but since before Bill won his first national champion, that's, there hasn't wow. been a single national champion play the next Elite Eight. Like, that's insane to me. Sounds like a trend that needs to change. Oh, you like said past the, past the Sweet 16? Yeah, they, they won it. The, Florida was the last team to win in the Sweet 16. So we almost didn't know the championship. 
We almost yeah. did it in 09. What's it's crazy. That's there why were some almost, but and like half of them had lost in the first weekend, which is or like missed the tournament entirely. That's why how yeah. amps how amps should you be? That's like Brian, you asked to start the pod. Like, should you be all in, all pumped? Like, how hard is it to bring back a bunch of talent and show I mean, put a good team on the floor after winning a national title? You lose so many draft picks. Like 2009, how many guys got drafted on that team? Obviously, Russ left. B Rush was gone. Um, yeah, Sasha, Darnell, Shady, um, Mario Chalmers, all those dudes left and they made the Sweet 16. Like Bill, Bill Self has this team as one of the best teams in the country right now. Yeah. And I guess it's, it's almost mid December. So everyone should be pumped. Like, because if you win a title, like, we, like we've said, we could go five ish, five, 10 years without one and not be too upset because Bill's probably off the hook for a while now. Like you just won a championship. He brings back all this talent. One of the best teams in the country. Like, I mean, think about like Oh nine North Carolina. They win the title. They lose everyone. Like we did in Oh eight. They turn around 2010. Don't make the tournament. Kentucky Uh, in 2012, 2012 Kentucky. They turn around like Bill's ability to just, you know, I know it's, it's cheesy and corny. We don't uh, rebuild, we reload or whatever, but like, it is crazy how he can just the well-oiled machine he's kept going. And by the way, it makes me so mad. I think about this once, maybe every three months that our AP top 25 poll ranking thing isn't a streak anymore. Well, it's probably back up to one of the highest streaks, but like because of a COVID season where we lost, what did we lose four straight? And one of the games we would have won got canceled because of COVID. And so, yeah, we lost four straight, dropped out of the poll for a week, came back in the next. That's just my my rant of the day. Anything? <laughs> yeah, I knew we'd get you going on AP polls at some point today. <laughs> but, hey, I love the poll this week. Great work by the AP writers. I, I will make fun of them when they're wrong, and I will praise them when they're right. The Hawks are a top five team. They belong – where they belong, mm-hmm. and that's what I said last year. Or Speaking last of week, being so. on the top of the top of the sport right now, uh, Lenardi had us as a one seed today, oh, and no. his tweet thread. We talk about all the time how consistent Bill is and KU is, but just seeing it written down was bizarre to me. He said, "The defending national champions are doing what they always do. The Jayhawks have earned a number one seed in ten of the last sixteen seasons. If you include the COVID year, that's eleven of seventeen. And if they get one this year, that's 12 so of the last 18. Imagine saying Dude, that your a power team five. gets a one seed 67% of the time. That's it's what I'm saying. When Bill, Self is, when Bill Self is gone, like I don't think we are going to realize how absurd this was, mm-hmm. truly. Because and... we felt those painful losses that feel like we choked. But like in the grand scheme of things, what he's done here is truly – legendary goat type stuff. And if he gets another ring, then yeah, I think he's a top three coach, top five coach all time. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas city. KC sports network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Don't you think winning that national title last year made a lot of our fans realize how spoiled we've been? I would hope so. I think it helped. Finally getting that I mean, second I think one. You got to get out of – I mean, Kevin Ollie has a national title. You can't be – Scott Drew has a national title. I mean, Scott Drew's a lot better than Kevin Ollie. But, like, you can't be in the same conversation as those guys. So, it was huge for Bill's legacy. And, I, I mean, I think we'd always heard that that was something that motivated Bill. It was, you know, he really couldn't see himself leaving KU without hopefully getting that second natty. So, it's huge. Um, and now I think he's just playing with house money. If he gets a third – if Bill won a third, okay, I think this is a good transition. So Bill made some comments on pregame. Uh, our guy Vernon was, you know, talking about it on Twitter. Made some comments that he said, and who knows, he might have just kind of been talking, you know, not really that locked in. But he said something like, "I don't think I'm going to be doing this," or "I think I, I'm only going to be doing this a few more." You want it? There you go. Quotes AB. Let's hear it. He, he said, "I'm going to be doing this a few more years, but it won't be a ton." And then he went yeah. on to talk about like home and homes with blue bloods like Indiana and hopefully like going to Cameron would be sick if they got Duke on a home and home. Yeah, we've never. So seen what that. I was going to say, what I was going to say is like, maybe it's not even this year, but like what if Bill wins one next year or the year after? I think it would be pretty sick if Bill just left after a title, didn't do a retirement tour, wins the Natty, and like a week later is like, hey. I'm gone, and I don't know. My goal is I—I uh, I don't know. I hate the thought of thinking of Bill being gone. Like I can't. Yeah. It's it—it's a brutal thought. But if he could go out like that, I mean, think of the way Jay. I mean, Jay Wright went out pretty solid. He, he goes to a Final Four, oh. but like, look at that team right now. They are a disaster, and that's like to me. Imagine being a Villanova fan in March. You're sitting there thinking you've got one of the best coaches, the best. I mean, before we won the Natty last year, you could say Jay Wright was the best coach in college basketball. If you sure. think you've got him five, ten more years, and now you've got Fordham's head coach, you've got your four and seven or whatever they are, and it's like, and I know they're battling injuries and stuff like that, but like Villanova, who knows? Villanova, they may not get back to where they were for a while. And I don't know, yeah. that could be an overreaction, but like that's a crazy fear. But if you do that, if Jay Wright wins the Natty last year and does that, it's a whole different story, I think. But getting blown out in the Final Four, then leaving just kind of sucks because Villanova, it's just been a brutal uh, eight-month stretch or whatever it is now. So Boy, did, I don't it know. Feel, boy, did it feel good to beat them, though, finally. Yeah. They got us yeah. in the Elite Eight and Final Four. But, yeah, my goal or I guess my hope – for Bill before the year, he wins the title. We talk about my goal. My hope was like 10 more years. He's 59, I think 60 coming up, but maybe coach around 70 and get one or two more. And that's probably asking a lot to get two, but one more. And he has three national titles total. Obviously we just talked about it. That would mark him down as one of the goats. He already is to me, but I don't know. I was hoping for 10 more years, maybe and coach tell you're about 70 and then call it quits. So- so tell me this, if Bill goes 10 more years, like at what point in that process, say in year five, let's say he goes seven more years. In year four, is he saying, hey, hey, Jeremy, don't <laughs> don't take any jobs. Don't go coach uh, Missouri State if they come calling. Wait, because we will prep you. Like, what are we going to end up going? It's crazy. We've joked about it, but like our – in seven, eight, nine years, is there a chance that if Bill's still here that we've prepped Jeremy Case and he's now the John Shire and he's the head coach at Kansas? Like, we used to joke about it, but that seems to be the new trend in college hoops. And and I know Villanova didn't quite do that, but they basically did that. Um, he'd only been at Fordham for like a year or two or whatever, but I don't know. Is that is that a thing? Or Let's say it happened in five years. I want Case to get more experience, but like – are you guys wanting to bring in a new style, a new coach, or would you be fine prepping Jeremy Case over like five, six, seven years? I mean, we've we've made fun of UNC and Duke kind of not having searches. They hired Hubert Davis right away, who was with Roy, and then Shire, who was on the bench, played for Coach K, which 
I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't have a search. That's such a, those are such prestigious yeah. jobs. Like who, who wouldn't want to go coach there? Like I remember UNC talking about maybe getting Chris Beard. I don't know if that would have been the greatest thing right now. I don't I mean, it's crazy. Like KU, I would want us to have a search and at least look around and then, yeah, maybe case, but KU like basketball started here, obviously the rules and stuff are here. Like there's such good tradition that you could get maybe an NBA coach or a, I don't know how old Jacques Vaughn, like a guy like that or, Aaron Miles or something like I don't know like but also they are obsessed with Jeremy Case like I know that's they, why I've started to like make my brain start to accept that he may be our next coach because people love him he's been re- great he's been great recruiting wise they talk about how he's one of the most prepared like well prepped assistants in the whole country like they love him the stuff Bill Self said about him at the national t- or end of the season banquet I guess was kind of threw me away, like blew me back a little bit, just the way he was talking about him, how high he praised him. So wouldn't be crazy to me. I thought it was wild at first. He was going to be our, our new assistant, but it's not that crazy now thinking about it. Like, yeah, we could have got an assistant probably from other schools in the country, but maybe there's a reason, or there obviously was a reason he was our new assistant. So, uh, AB, what's your take on that? Because I got a name (laughs) I want to throw your way if we don't hire Jeremy Case. I got a guy, and I think you're going to like him. Woolridge? I think I know who you're talking about. Um, I've come around to the idea, to be honest. because And it's honestly happened in the last five minutes since you brought it up. But think about <laughs> – I was really not listening to you guys and having an inner monologue about Jeremy Case being the ninth head coach in KU history. Um, it's a wild thought, but it's not crazy. Well, so here's here was my thought with it. When Bill goes, you have to assume Townsend goes, Norm goes, yeah. and probably Dooley goes too, I would think. like It almost feels like that's a big package deal and Case is the one young gun on the bench. Mm. I would think that you'd want to keep some continuity yeah. in the program, like somewhat. Like a lot of times assistants will stick around this and that, but I don't know. If you go that's out and hire this young superstar, he's probably going to want to bring his staff that he has with him and maybe Case hangs on as an assistant, but it's like, what does Nate Oates know about KU basketball that he's going to come out and just dominate right away? It's a very risk. Like sometimes you have to take the risk. That's how we get Bill Self. That's how we, you know, get Roy Williams. That was a huge risk back in the day. We weren't alive, but it was. And yeah. if you hit, it's awesome. We've been really good at hitting them the entire time KU basketball has been a thing. That's what scares me. But yeah. like, I don't know. Like, it, it, I don't want to sound cultish or anything, but like you'd want, I think that you'd want to keep someone in the building that's been around and knows what's going on. Knows well, that's what's that's what's weird is like I know we didn't do that with Roy, but by the time Bill leaves, he will have been here quite a bit longer than Roy was. Like, mm-hmm. and so Bill has now become like the way Dean Smith was North Carolina basketball. The way that Roy Williams then stepped in, like you take away that stretch with Doherty and whatever, but then Roy just stepped in and kept Dean Smith's systems going and wrote it out. And like Georgetown did that with John Thompson and his son. And, you know, it obviously kind of sputtered out. And now Patrick Ewing's the worst coach in Division One basketball, but they've tried to keep it going. And now Duke's trying the same thing. And it's like, I see, I agree with you. Like, do you just want to take this system that Bill has built, this culture that Bill has built, and throw it all away? And the name I was going to throw out was Tommy Lloyd because oh. sick. If you pull him from Arizona, I would take that. But that's if I thought you were going to say Tony like Bennett. Next... No, God. That's your oh, guy. Oh, Bill, was, Bill was slow as shit. Yeah. But <laughs> like, it is like to me, it. And we make fun of North Carolina, and I do think Hubert Davis is – he's the nicest guy in the world, so I hate bashing him. But, like, I'm not convinced he's that good of a coach. John Shire, jury is still very much out, but I Man. think he'll probably work out. I think Duke's the, – the system, Duke is just – the everything going with Duke's just going to keep working. They're going to – the baby. funnel is working. And I do think if, if – as long as Bill doesn't leave here in three, four years – if you have Jeremy Case with nine years under his belt as the coach, assistant coach of this program, you could certainly talk me into him being our next coach. It's and it'll be interesting to hear what listeners like say to this. Are we going to get tweets like "You guys are crazy"? We need to hire Brad Stevens. I don't know. I mean, there's going to be tweets like that. Notes. <laughs> I do think if it was like next year, or two years, 
I want Tommy Lloyd, but he, I mean, Arizona's pretty good job. So dude, it's uh when you brought up Hubert, Hubert Davis, it's wild thinking that dude almost won a national title year one. Can you imagine Hubert Davis year one at UNC wins a title? Like he wouldn't, he wouldn't have to win another one for. The thing is like, they're on their way to being like a five, six, seven seed this year. Now I think they'll continue to improve. They're in the eight, nine game last year. Like, He's yeah, he had a really good NCAA tournament, but he also has now played coached a season and a half of regular season hoops and has stunk a lot outside of a road win at Cameron. And like I don't know. So I'm still very skeptical on Hubert Davis, but the the point still stands. Like it is yep. fun. If you're a North Carolina fan, your system just hasn't changed. The coach has changed, but you still just run the same stuff. And I would love to see us running you know, those, those bill self inbounds plays and, and the, the weave the like, I don't know, just all those things we run over and over again to, to think about seeing that for the next 20 years is, is pretty cool to think about. So yeah. I'm, I'm hearing wow. rumors that we're going to go to the high school ranks and hire Sharon Collins and Tyshawn Taylor <laughs> to come coach the team. I don't um, know about that. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, like, if I had to guess or if I had to put some money down, I would absolutely say Case would be our next coach. And he played for I, okay. he played for Bill forever, knows the system, knows their tradition. Like, it would pro- he's been a great recruiter. Like, he would be awesome recruiter for us. He has that energy. He's well prepared. He, like you said, he knows the system, knows knows the tradition. Like, it'd be easy to go in a kid's house and recruit him to KU if you're. Jeremy Case, like you've been here, you know what it's all about, you know the game day experience, all that stuff. So I think it'd be awesome to keep him around for a long time. And it sounds like he's one hell of an assistant, and Bill Self trusts him a ton. It's well, so I like, just want to go back to five minutes ago when you guys laughed at me for saying that in the five minutes you guys spent talking about it, I talked myself into Jeremy Case coaching. And now in the five minutes that we've all been talking about it, you guys also sound like you're in on Jeremy Case. So well, I kind of I I said at the beginning that it depends on the timeline. If Bill Self retires in two, three years, I'm not. I don't want Jeremy Case. I don't mm-hmm. think he's been around long enough to be a head coach yet. But if it's seven, eight, nine years from now, then he's got almost 10 years under his belt, and I could fully be bought in on that. But, but yeah, I think this conversation did help me kind of think through, like, how fun it would be to just continue the same – systems and style and and it would evolve obviously but to to switch to like a nate oats where we just start launching threes and have no defensive discipline would be it would be fun but it would also like be really frustrating at times because that's a whole different style of basketball and we are so accustomed to this just ultra disciplined you know executing at the highest level and big moments and then to go to that where it's just like all right, launch a three with 30 on the shot clock or 25 on the shot clock and go play half ass D. But Alabama's good. Feels like we haven't seen feels like we haven't seen a coaching search at a big program for a while now. Maybe I'm wrong there, but it would be fun to see the names that would pop up here. Like I'm just thinking about UNC Duke. Like what were the names that would have popped up for those two jobs? Well, UNC was basically between Wes Miller, who's at Cincinnati now, and Hubert Davis and Roy hardcore which sucks for west miller roy was like i want hubert and Mm -hmm. roy i mean he didn't hand pick him but he he made it very clear that's who he wanted um so they did a kind of a search but it was basically just between two unc guys um duke did not do a search they named john shire the day coach k retired um nova didn't do a search they named kyle neptune or whatever the day jay wright retired so who I mean, it's always Indiana. it's always tough talking about future coaches though, because say this happens in five years to make it like an even easy number. Yeah. Five years ago, I thought Mike White was going to be in the Ring of Honor at yeah. Allen Fieldhouse for being the winningest coach in KU history, and now I don't even know if he has a job anymore. Anywhere, he he's the coach at Georgia. Oh, that's right. I forgot he made that. He just hopped from Florida to Georgia. That's why, like, say, say Bill did hang it up in two to three years. Like, who do you guys think the names would be that would pop up, or they if they interviewed, if if they did do a search and didn't just name Case? I've got one. Be it would be Tommy Lloyd. uh, (laughs) Go ahead, AB. What about one John Calipari? Oh, 
But just I think, mean, just hear would, me out, though. I wouldn't like, hate. I would not hate it. I wouldn't way. hate it, and it, it feels if it like actually happens reignited. in two years, like he, he and Kentucky hate each other right now. It's in I terms know. of like the fan base, like they want him gone immediately. But if he lasts yeah. this year and next year, and then Bill's like, "All right, I'm done. Do we sign up for ten years of Cal?" I'm trying to think of like, it's kind of like when, uh, uh, God, why am I blanking? It's. Who okay? Let me let's take a quick break, and I'm gonna think about who I was trying to come up with, and we'll be right back, dude. Who was I thinking of? Who's a coach that just left the program? My brain is blank, and then went to oh, uh, Rick Barnes, Rick Barnes, Rick Barnes. Okay, we'll come back to that. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. All right, we're back. So the name, we're talking coaches, we're talking coaching changes. AB just threw out a wild one that I think people are going to be, uh, it's going to be controversial. But if Bill Self retires in two years, <laughs> I can't believe he said that. And Calipari and Kentucky continue to fight. But you know, it's like the, it, this was the name I was thinking of. Rick Barnes in Texas had just kind of become. A stale relationship. Rick Barnes is a good coach. Everyone knew it, but it just wasn't working anymore in Texas. The dynamic wasn't there. He gets back on the market, goes to Tennessee, and he just has been great ever since he got to Tennessee. And, like, listen, we like to make fun of Calipari, and I do think Calipari, when I talk about how Bill has evolved, I think Calipari at some point just got so stuck in his ways and is not as great of a coach. But it is wild to think if Calipari went to KU, I do think like there would be like a five to seven just resurgence of Calipari where we go on a tear and he just goes out with an incredible end to his career. But so the problem wow, is didn't see us going here. I didn't I didn't know he was four years older than Bill. He's old, yeah. So I mean, if it was two years from now, he'd be sixty-five, and we'd hire him. That wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. He's all. By the way, his contract has it like written in that he will be like the special assistant to the athletic director when he retires. So like, yeah. if he gets fired, it's a disaster because when they you, made his contract not planning that at all. When when you brought up AB bringing up a controversial name, I thought you were talking about Jarrett's. Did we? Oh, <laughs> did you say Jarrett's? Well, I've, so he was talking about like. Can you imagine? He, he said Texas, and for some reason, I thought like he hopped from KU to Texas just randomly. I don't know. And got fired as an assistant coach yeah. and then brought on. Although Shaka Smart, him, Marquette, are, you know, fun, I guess. Um, Rick, okay, Rick, so Rick Barnes is like sixty-eight, so yeah, we. Couldn't. I don't know so how much longer Rick, he would coach, but I wanted to talk like alumni, former KU players, or people that are associated with KU. Well, Obviously, Calipari is, but. I was just looking up Jacques Vaughn, obviously NBA coach. He's only 47. Yeah, I think he'd get played late at. 90s. Yeah. What's is Aaron Miles still coaching the G League? I believe so. I, I saw him last year with Golden State. So, like, if he could get on and get a job somewhere, then, you know, I think he makes the list. But I mean, Case is I think here now. Like, Case is yeah. here now every day around the if, team, probably getting molded by Bill Self, knows the sets. If we're Miles hiring a guy played. like that, it's going to be Case. And so the names I'm thinking of now are like, who are the names that aren't alumni? Who are the names Travis Goff sits down and says, okay, we can go we can go with the the safe kind of, I don't know, not flashy pick in Jeremy Case, or I think the list would be Lloyd, Nate Oates. Uh, Isn't Lloyd pretty old too, though? I think he's only 50. God. I've looked it up. 49. He looks, I think you love him. I'm sure you did look it up. They're so <laughs> fun to watch, man. Uh, God, who? I mean, I don't even know if Tony 48. Bennett's a name. 48. See, I know my Tommy Lloyd. Um, <laughs> wow. Which, by the way, last Birthday's year I did tomorrow. a podcast where I kept calling him Tommy Floyd because I mixed him up with Tim Floyd. So, uh, <laughs> learned. 
<laughs> but I yeah, believe. I mean, like Tony Bennett, I feel like that ship sailed. Tony Bennett's a Virginia guy. He'll have a statue. The court's going to be named after him. He's not leaving Virginia. I, I, as much as we joke, it's not going to be Calipari. Uh, I don't think I'd Jay, be happy Jay with Cal. Jay Wright comes out of retirement. I don't think I'd be happy with Cal at all. I wouldn't like melt no. down, but I wouldn't be thrilled. He just, just doesn't. So I don't even absurd. think he's really even a top five coach in college basketball. Like people used to consider him top three, and it felt like just. I mean, obviously they made Final Fours, won it in twenty twelve, but from a recruiting <laughs> standpoint, he would bring a ton of talent here. But it just. I don't know. We have such tradition and stuff like that that it feels like it would just be a bunch of one and duns and a bunch of guys you can't really fall in love with. I don't know. It would be weird. So he he went know, from to... like Cal went from the most annoying but also underrated coach in America to like the most annoying and overrated coach in America now. Like there were times where we would give him all the shit in the world. And in between 2012 and 20. 15 or 16, they went to like three Final Fours, four Final Fours, yeah, something crazy like them. that. Yeah. yeah Harrison Twins, them. they won it with AD. I mean, and, and the big thing about Calipari is in Kentucky, I don't know if people would disagree with this, but like Nike just flat out started sending recruits to Duke instead of Kentucky. Like mm -hmm. Duke started getting Zion and RJ Barrett and Kentucky started getting like the ninth and 10th best player in the class instead of the number one and two. Like, I think that, we try to like dissect what Calipari has become, but like that really is a major part of it. Recruits just all of a sudden started all going to Duke instead of huh. Kentucky, and things that make you that, kind of funny yeah. how you say Nike sent them there when they obviously wanted to go there to play for a rich tradition program mm -hmm. and a brotherhood. Hey, but allegation you know gonna become you know who's going to become a sneaky big name? Sean Miller, innocent, huh. did nothing wrong. And he had a go. wagon going at Arizona. So imagine his sweat ass on the sidelines. Just <laughs> oh, I hate <laughs> So, like, B turn, who do you have besides Lloyd, Oates? I'm sitting here trying to think. I mean, like I, obviously. Would you agree Tony Bennett's off? Like, it, we're not hiring Tony Bennett. You, you guys know? are missing the obvious one, boys. Come on. I know. I can't even think of many names right now. Like, I'm trying to, like, Brad Stevens popped my head, but he's not even a coach right now. I'm trying to think maybe like a. NBA coach that gets Billy fired. Billy Donovan, maybe? Is it Billy no, Donovan? But I, I loved watching you for the last 30 seconds trying to figure it out. <laughs> Mike Boynton? Are you guys kidding? Oh, Mike Boynton. God, the God. way he stands up for his kids. Oh, man. Listen, Bring him four Mike hours Boynton's north. Gonna be, he's going to be fantastic at a job in the future. Drexel. But that job's going to be on FS1 as a college basketball analyst. So. Who are some mid-major mid coaches that maybe are slept uh, on? That kid? Billy Gillespie. Rick Patino, Billy Gillespie, Rick Patino, Rick Patino. Just, I mean, he's got to go to Louisville. Mark I guess Few. Louisville's one, two straight. <laughs> Mark Few, Dan Hurley at UConn, Kelvin Wagon. Sampson, Kelvin Sampson. He's old. He's really old. I think Kelvin yeah. Sampson's like mid sixties. Boy, he's a psycho. No offense. Um, <laughs> also, they were on sixty-five and up listeners out there. They were on TV the other. I think it was them, and they were showing like the best winning percentages since twenty sixteen, and. KU is the had the highest winning percentage for any Power Five in the country since 2016. Pretty good. Yeah, it's it's Bill crazy. Self, and that include yeah, it's it's nuts. Um, okay, so we spent a lot more time on coaching. coaching search. Search. So, man, is that, that will happen for topic. years? <laughs> that <laughs> is a fun topic. I think we started the conversation off with we hate coaching search talk years in advance because Mike White's so bad now. Yeah. And we talked about every coach on the radar, and I loved every second of it. I, I mean, there was a great pod to replay in five years when Bill does yeah. retire, and it's like Tommy Lloyd. Well, he got arrested. He's it's not like it's like when anymore. we're talking about potential lineups in June, and then it comes out second game of conference, and three of the guys we had starting are already in the transfer portal. Or Listen, hurt. Zach Clements is starting for sure. He's our guy. <laughs> Zach oh, yeah. Clements might be all Big Twelve. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, moving on. I, so I presented a question to you guys before we start recording because I'll be honest. So I pull into Lawrence on Saturday, and there's Indiana fans everywhere. They've got their cool pants, which I tweeted. I love the pants. I'm jealous. Think about Indiana fans. They wear – like you don't just see an Indiana fan wearing a KU quarter zip or a, an Indiana quarter zip in jeans. Those guys are wearing wacky pants, wacky <laughs> shirts – goofy hats i saw a guy in a full suit like none of them dress normal and i was kind of thinking like man Indiana <laughs> fans seem fun 
And the guy in front of me, bless his heart, he was a diehard Indiana fan. He was so invested in this game, and he was gutted the entire time. Calling all Every the players bucket. by their first name. Oh, yeah. He was texting. Come on, like, I, was reading over, I was reading over his shoulder, and he's, like, texting, calling him, you know, Xavier Johnson. He's calling him X. At one point, he tweeted, like, we're scared to death, um, which I loved. I wanted to be like, yeah, you are. He was like, we're scared to death. We won't even shoot. Um, they were. But so it got me thinking, like, Indiana fans are so passionate, and they showed out, and it was very impressive. And it was even more impressive that we were able to completely just shut them up. They did not get to cheer at all. And I was legitimately worried with, you know, students didn't show up very well. I know it was Christmas break, and I don't know, whatever. Don't want to get into that. I think it was the first time Christmas break that. was a, a yeah, thing at but, KU all in history. But uh, yeah, it did feel like a game. If Indiana got out to like an 8 2 lead, like that was a game where all of a sudden the Indiana crowd was going to be a true factor. And instead, it was the complete opposite, and they weren't a thing. So all that to say, I was sitting there thinking at that game. I think Indiana fans are awesome. They seem fun. They were good sports, I felt like. They weren't really like, you know, being like when Kentucky fans come down on Fieldhouse, there's a lot of tools. If you had to, like, reverse your life and you're born again, but you're just born into your same human you are now, but you're just born into a different family that cheers for a different school, if you had to choose one, and not necessarily based on success, but just like who do you want to be a fan of outside of Kansas? And I'll be honest. I think if you just told me hand pick, I'm not sure I'm not picking KU. Like I, I don't know. <laughs> no, like so what I'm saying. Obviously, in this one, you can't pick KU. But let's say the the question remains the same. If you just get to pick when you're born, who you get to cheer for, based on what we've seen in our life, is KU the pick, or is it Duke? Is I don't know. So whatever. I went off on the wrong route there. I want to know. I don't think anyone would fan, say other than KU. Okay, so can't pick KU now. If you had to pick another school, who is it? I will say, and it ha- I don't think it has anything to do with fan base because I don't really know much about their fans, but ever since I was a kid, I, I'm i not a fan of this team, but I've always kind of liked North Carolina. Like the colors, the yeah. baby blue, obviously I'm a diehard MJ fan. And also, <clears throat> I don't know how much this should factor in my decision, but UNC, I had just have never had a reason to hate UNC. They've never broken my heart in the tournament. Um, mm-hmm. We've beat them in big games, obviously, recently, 08. Um, we beat them in 2013. We just beat them in a national championship game. So UNC's never bothered me. I've always randomly kind of liked them. Um, I've always liked their style of play. They play quick. And obviously, Michael Jordan, the GOAT, better than LeBron. Um I've just randomly I've never had a problem with them and I could never ever 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 say Duke or Kentucky. I cannot stand either. But you got to remember your brain does not know that you love KU. <laughs> but you, I can't are... do that. <laughs> like I can't give myself I mean, to that. I think North Carolina is a really good answer because like you said KU and North Carolina are kind of like brothers in a way. Like we don't hate each other. We've got a lot of connections um and we've both just been really solid and so I, I think that's a good answer. Um, AB, do you have one? I don't feel super strong about it, but Arizona <laughs> would be pretty sick, honestly. I thought about all things that. considered, like they're probably a step below KU, Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, like the true blue bloods. But they're always fucking good. They're about to dominate the Pac-12 like no one's ever seen once UCLA and USC leave. They've always got the talent. They play fun brands of basketball. They're Fans care way too much, just like us. Like it feels like a pretty seamless transition of they're good enough to win a national championship most years, but they always seem to fall short. And I've liked my experience as a KU fan, so I'll just run it back with Arizona and hope they get one in like the next twenty years. Okay, That's specifically this they year were on my, they were six, on my list. Sixteen to one is in the is in the pending bets right now. Yes, Maui bump. They were on my list, but I. I really oh, do, and it's crazy, but I really do think it's Indiana. I really think. I swear I, he was going to say Duke. Oh, no, God, no. That, you don't know I that mean, you hate I, him, Ryan. I like to picture my, over them. my young self looking at Duke and being like, those are corn balls, cheese balls, whatever you want to call it. Those guys are the corniest people on earth. I want no part of that. I, I like to believe I would think that. But Indiana was just, I don't know. In it, they have they are miserable. Like I said, the guy in front of me is 
he was going through it. Like you could tell the pain he had been through. And but the part that I was like sitting there thinking, like, man, when Indiana does get back to a Final Four or a national title, these fans are going to be nuts and they're going to be so excited. So it's kind of like that that feeling of the chase that I think would be be exciting. Kind of like the not 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 that Indiana's KU football, but like the the. <laughs> route back to where you came from is is something that's fun so i don't know indiana i just like i've I've been at ncaa tournament games where their crowds there i've always liked their crowd i don't know why it is but so it's uh arizona's a good answer though because yeah just you know tommy lloyd's my head coach i um i got a question for you you kind of answered this but would would it have been indiana before saturday or did their crowd kind of do something to you on saturday (laughs) <laughs> I've always kind of thought I like I mean even just I love their uh assembly hall is a cool unique building mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of Allen Fieldhouse in a way let's go um, next year we should I'm down and I don't know I've just always thought they were kind of cool they they just can't hire a good coach simple yeah. as that they they can't do it but I imagine that building is absolutely electric when it's, you know, like even just how it was against North Carolina a few weeks ago, it was nonstop. Just, they were intense from tip to finish. So yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Indiana experience for me was when we played, we actually played Kevin Ollie and UConn in the second round. Um, I think in Iowa and they played against, I think it was Kentucky, Kentucky, right? They beat Kentucky. Yeah. And there, that crowd was so good. Like I was exactly, that that's honestly stuck with me since I went to that. That was 2016, and that crowd stuck with me. Like their fans were, after yep. big runs and timeouts, like the way their fan base erupted and things like that. Yeah, and it was Kentucky crazy. showed out really well too, and like it felt like Indiana outdid them. And Kentucky always gets the reputation of being the best travelers, but like that Indiana crowd showed up, and it probably helped that like we were probably in the building hardcore cheering for Indiana because we hated Kentucky. But yeah, that was the first time I was like, "Whoa, Indiana fans are kind of cool," and it probably helped that we saw them beat Kentucky. But yeah, because they so. definitely had our crowds, our crowds behind them. That was the time. That was the time frame where I was just a hardcore cheer against Kentucky yeah. in the tournament once we lost, which kind of sounds sad and pathetic. But when they lost they to Wisconsin rolling, in the man. Final Four. Oh, I mean, that was like a celebration for that me. That was different. They that were undefeated. Um, can we talk about how I almost wish Kentucky would have just won that title instead of Duke? Like, that worked out. It was like a classic careful what you wish for type deal. <laughs> Man, that was annoying that Duke won that game. That was It felt like Wisconsin going into that night, especially it didn't feel like Duke played that well. And then little Grayson Allen, the flopper, tripper guy, kind of went off. Like, only game he went off that entire year. Yeah, <clears throat> brutal. Who are who are some other schools that kind of you obviously came up with this question, right? But who are some other schools that kind of popped in your head, or maybe it would be other options? Obviously, you too, AB. I thought about Arizona when you asked earlier, just because. Yeah, great program. They've they haven't really they haven't got over the hump in a long time. When's the last time they even played in the Final Four? It's oh, been a really long yeah. time. Uh, Lute Olson in like O two, I think, or O one. They made a ton of Elite Eights, it felt like. Because they blew that Elite Eight game in 05 against Illinois. You know, I mean, sneaky. They also have, like, sick uniforms to me, too. Their color scheme is really cool. Oh, their color scheme is fantastic. I mean, Salim Stoudemire, remember when he came in out of the field? They only have have four Final Fours total. That's crazy. 2001, Um, they lost in the National Championship game. Yeah. Last Final Four. I think another sneaky – I mean, it's a lame answer, but, like – Gonzaga would be kind of fun, even though they've they've dealt with a lot of heartbreak. But you win thirty plus games a year, and you just kind of watch your team smoke teams. Um, I got one. They can, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you were done. You can finish up. No, go ahead. Virginia. No, go ahead. No, not Virginia. I was going to say Michigan. I know I'm a Michigan football guy, but like they're pretty damn good in basketball most years. Like Jawan seems sick. Their fans seem to care about it. And I don't know. This question seems more college basketball related, but like. You might become a Michigan football fan as well, and they're in the playoffs back to back year, and they're good most of the time. So, like that, just with that said, I'll take it seems consistent enough, and they won a championship within the last ten years. No, they. You no, know they who didn't. I would have maybe no, said five years ago, like five six years ago, Louisville. I used to always like Louisville yeah. teams a lot. Yeah, um, and Kevin Ware's leg came out of his skin. And... Remember the Peyton Siva Russ Smith teams. Yeah, well, that championship didn't happen. People forget that. That's Indiana's why I thought Michigan won it. 
Indiana, just to me, obviously they used to have Bob Knight. They used to win all the time, but they've never been like a, I guess, a blue blood or anything to me. Like I've never seen them be really good, you know? That's what's weird. And our, I mean, like my dad, Indiana was like the school when he was coming, like when he was a kid, like he remembers all those classic Indiana teams. And I'm like, I don't even remember Indiana being good. They had that random team in 02 that went to the title game that beat like Jay Williams and Duke, but they have been so irrelevant ever since. And so I don't know. It I feel kind of bad for him because <laughs> we're we're one coach, we're one or two bad coaching hires away. You can become an Indiana really fast. Um one can last I, team I want to throw out is oh, UConn. Ahead. I mean, is UConn yeah. an option? They seem kind of lame. I like UConn. They, they've won a lot of titles, and you want to talk about good color scheme. UConn, they got nice uniforms. And um, just a bunch of studs went there. Yeah. Like, thinking back yeah. to their guys back in the day, like Rip Hamilton, Ray Allen, um, Emeka Okafor. Charlie Charlie Villanueva. By the way, way, he was going to come to Kansas, but there was a tornado the the weekend he came, and he was like, no, (laughs) thank you. That that is Uh, a good one. They always are rocking Jordans and stuff, too. And, yeah, I love their uniforms and stuff like that. And you would – I've always been a – I've honestly always been a UConn women's fan. (laughs) Wow. Gino's got it rolling (laughs) per usual. So that's been my team since I was a kid. So <laughs> bandwagoner. Uh, I'm just picturing Beater and being like, I got UConn again this year. <laughs> I like this team. I really do. I don't know what it is, but I like them winning it this year. Oh, all right, boys. That's fun. That was um, a fun. We somehow spent the whole episode talking about our Kansas's future uh, college basketball coach when Bill Self leaves and what team we would cheer for if we couldn't. And AB's face when Ryan said KU was the funniest thing I've ever seen. No, I do you not see what I was saying. Like I, I was still saying, don't. If, no, I still if don't. KU, I was saying if KU was part, if you had the option. So if you are reborn and. You could pick anyone. Like KU is sitting there, and you're you're examining the resumes, and you can say, okay, well, UConn has the most titles, but they've had a lot of bad years since we we were born. And and Duke, yeah, they've been great, but they're they're cheese balls. They're the worst. And then Kentucky, you know, they've had bad years. They had the Gillespie era. And then you get to Kansas, you're like, well, they've got, you know, they've been to a lot of Final Fours since we were born. They've won two Natties. They've got the most wins. Then you're kind of saying they got the best crowd. My point was. You could easily sit down, look at everyone, and pick KU. I, I just brought up a really bad I time just, to say that after I said to not pick KU. <laughs> I just when when you came to picking your team and you before you said Indiana, I swore you were gonna say Duke, and I was gonna laugh so hard. No, I can't. That team is so cheesy, man. I just can't do it. Um, all right. Well, this was fun, boys. It was. I nice. like those three it answers. Was, yeah, those were good answers. And uh felt like we got back to our roots where we just, you know, talk about random hypotheticals and, and things that mean absolutely nothing. But it's fun to argue. And I'll be curious, if you're listening, comment in the YouTube, tweet us. If you had to cheer for another program that couldn't be KU, you restart your life, who are you picking? And also, who's going to be the next it, head coach at Kansas? Why is it Tarleton State? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. I think that's it. We will. I think we're going to try and be back next week with hopefully an interview um, to talk KU football, talk bowl game, because um, that's coming up next. We're like almost a week away. So um, that's wild to think about. But that's it. Thank you for listening. Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year. Rock Chalk. Beat Harvard. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.